Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong mom. Welcome back to another episode. And today we're going to be talking about being selfish. Yes, you heard me right. I am a selfish mom. I'm a selfish wife. I'm a selfish person. I take care of me first. Did that trigger you any when I said that? If it did, then today's episode is definitely for you. And first, I want to ask you to ask yourself, why were those statements triggering? Is it because deep down you wish you were taken care of? Are you holding resentment towards all these things in your life that you feel are holding you back from taking time for you? Is it because you have this story that you have to be all and do all for everyone else and all other moms should too? Because that's what we're supposed to do as moms, right? We're supposed to be all, do all for everybody else. And if there's time for us, then so be it. But if there isn't, we're not a priority. I get how it can be triggering and I purposely said it as bluntly as I did because I was trying to invoke a reaction. I want you to react. I want you to be triggered. I want you to realize that deep down you know you don't, that you're not being taken care of the way you should, but you have this guilt around taking time for you that is actually holding you back. And then on top of that, we have these people around us that are so used to us giving our time and giving, 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 giving. That sometimes when we ask for time for ourselves, they really don't handle how to handle that either, right? But I just want to say that this goes against everything we're told about being what a mom is supposed to be, right? And what all these people in our lives might even think that we're supposed to be as moms. And I feel like this is almost like this vicious cycle that's just passed down from decade to decade. We see how our moms were and we're trying to be that or that's what we think we have to live up to. However, your mom is right. Um, If that's a super mom, whether she held three jobs, had to take care of everybody and never had time for herself. You know, if those are role models that we grew up with and looked up to, no wonder we think we have to live in that shoes and that's how we are supposed to be as moms. But I want to ask you this, how the hell are you going to do all that and be that if you can't wholeheartedly show up? And what I mean is like, what happens when you get sick? When you finally have that mental breakdown, I want you to really think, how can you be that mom when you show up every day? You know, that mom you want to be when you show up every day as a fragmented, rundown, broken version of yourself because you're not getting taken care of. You can't give your best if you don't have your best to give. And let me give you a really good analogy to drive this message home. You know, have you ever flown on a plane? More than likely you have, right? And before you take off, the stewardess is going through her little spill, right? And she tells you what? What what does she tell you to do? She goes over what to do ever in case the plane crashes. Great start to a flight, right? By the way, if you have like flight anxiety. But she tells everyone in case of an emergency, an oxygen mask will become available and you are to 
put your oxygen mask on first before your kids, before your husband, before your mother, anyone that's next to you. Why is that? That sounds pretty selfish, right? You want me to make sure that I'm saved before my kids, even if my kid isn't old enough to put on their own oxygen mask themselves? Yes, because how are you going to help them if you're passed out on the floor because you failed to take care of yourself first? You failed to ensure you were capable of able and able to even show up for them. And it sounds really extreme and it makes sense in this case, but I want you to really think about how this applies to you and your life in general because it also makes sense to this as well. How many days has it been since you put your ox- oxygen mask on? <laughs> Sorry, it's out of the burp. How many days has it been since you put your oxygen mask on? Since you did something to fill up your cup. And one of my favorite quotes is, fill up your cup and give from the overflow. I actually have it if you watch me on Facebook Lives behind me and it's on this little board. And it's kind of like I leave that as my daily reminder too that I can't give what I don't got. That if my cup runs dry, then I'm not of service to anyone, even the people that mean the most to me. And I wanna fill my cup up so big that I give from the overflow and I'm still full. That's really what you wanna shoot for. You wanna fill yourself up so much that it's it's no big deal, right? When you start giving from that overflow because you're still taken care of. You know, I'm still fulfilled as well as everyone else. And we got this whole mom of service thing all backwards. You are not doing anyone a service by showing up half-assed because you failed to take care of you. You deserve better and your family deserves better. And I just didn't realize how much this meant until this past year when I dealt with breast implant illness. You know, feeling physically ill every day, like I didn't want to get out of bed. I felt hungover every morning. And if I had some energy, by noon it was gone. And usually by afternoon, I had a throbbing headache. I was nauseous. It literally felt like I was coming down with the with the flu and I was using energy drinks and coffee to even get by but I was still finding myself by like one or two on the couch just not wanting to do anything and it's really hard to admit but there were days I would get frustrated even mad with my kids because they needed something because I had no energy to get off the couch And I would lose my temper fast because I felt sick. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel my best. And it's hard to have patience when you have a freaking throbbing headache. And some nights I didn't want to do anything. So I wouldn't even make dinner. And I definitely didn't want to go outside and play with my kids. You know, I was a shitty mom when I felt shitty. And it's almost been three months now since Explant. I feel amazing and I'm such a better mom now. You know, in the evenings I go out and I play on the trampoline. You know, dinner time around here means a lot of my kids helping me out with helping me out with dinner, and that's something that we do together. I'm not that grouchy couch, grouchy couch, that grouchy mom on the couch anymore that's just doesn't want to do anything for my kids and gets mad when they even ask me to do something. And I wanted to share that with you because I feel like a lot of us have been in that situation, especially when we're feeling sick. You probably, even if you weren't dealing with the, like a chronic issue like I was or you haven't been chronically sick, think about when you are sick and you're on the couch, how you are treating the people around you, right? You don't feel good and it shows and how we treat other people. And, you know, it's just like a smile. It's contagious. It translates into everything you do and how you show up and how you act and what you say. And now I'm so aware of my energy and I really make it a priority 
and I make me a priority. You know, there's a lot of things that I do for myself to feel myself up for the day. And I'm sorry if you can hear my son screaming in the background. He's playing with Millie. But, you know, one of the things that I do and I make a priority is I wake up before my kids so I can focus on me first and set my mind right for the day. I meditate, I journal, I sit down and drink coffee or tea in peace. I mentally prepare for the day. And now with Kaysen starting kindergarten, I don't have as much time as I used to. I used to literally, like I would, I would wake up one to two hours before my kids. And now I get about 30 minutes, which I'm actually going to start waking up another 30 minutes earlier just so I can have that time because I know how important it is and I can see and feel a difference in myself when I really focus on having that morning routine for me, filling up my cup before I start my day, before I get my kids up. Like if I don't do that, I feel a shift like in how I show up just in that morning for my kids. And you probably know this too. A lot of us will will wake up through our, actually I won't even wake up through the alarm, right? We'll press snooze a couple of times and then we finally wake up and then all the morning is all a rush and you're all panicky and frantic and trying to get everything done, everybody to school on time, you to work on time. And how does that translate to your kids, right? Usually they're fussy, they're in a bad mood because you're in a bad mood. It rubs off right? How much better would your day be if you started off calm, you felt relaxed, you weren't in a rush? How you wake up, it transcends throughout the whole day. How you start your week transcends throughout the whole week. We have to really you know, take this and and run with it in a sense of like making this a priority because a lot of the times we're just going with the flow and we're just not, we're showing up half-assed to everything, including our life, right? Um, some other things that I've had to learn as far as taking care of myself as somebody that is an all-or-nothing mindset that I have a really hard time slowing down. I just want to go, 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 go. Like, I have a hard time sitting down and watching TV. I really don't watch TV during the week at all. Me and my husband will do the occasional Netflix binge on the weekend. And even then, I start to get restless after so many episodes because I'm like, okay, I'm not doing it anything. I'm not moving. That's just my personality. But when you are a person like that, you're very high. You can be very high strong. And I have been. I've been like that since I was a kid. You can ask my mom. And I've always been an over. I've always been a perfectionist. I always wanted to be an overachiever. I think a lot of you women can relate that are listening because I seem to attract women that are like me. And that's great because I can share this message with you because I've been through this. And this might be a message that you need to hear. But the thing is, what I started realizing and all that, right? Because I never would give myself breaks. I would never give myself rest. It's like I never skip a day at the gym. Um, everything has to be at go, 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 do, 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 do. And I started realizing, wait, the way that I'm showing up is like half-ass. Like I'm not feeling my best. I'm dragging ass. My workouts aren't as great because I just don't have the energy. I'm not taking care of me. And that started also translating into, you know, body aches and pains and just not having the energy, all that kind of good stuff. And another thing that I had to learn how to deal with when I to let this whole slowing down process is when it came to my cycle. I'm somebody that's always kind of struggled with my cycle. I've had PMS and those kind of hormonal issues and a week to two before my period, it can really be hard for me. I get extreme PMS and by allowing myself, it's okay to slow down. 
It's okay to skip that workout or to not try to outdo yourself every week in the gym. It's okay to have this week where you kind of relax, you know, you give yourself a a, a bath, <laughs> right? That's one little thing that we can do for ourselves is take a damn bath every once in a while in peace and quiet. You have to figure out what it is for you that makes you feel recharged. And that's going to be something different for everybody because I know some women like to go get their nails, nails done. I could give a shit less. Like I, I think it's a waste of money personally, <laughs> but that's me. So that's not something that would light me up or make me feel like I'm taken care of. So that's really where you have to ask yourself. And this can be really hard. If you're somebody who's never taken care of yourself and you never take time for you, then you're gonna be like, I don't even know what I like. But you know, giving yourself the time, I think giving yourself the time in the morning, right? And then picking during the week, like if you need some downtime, allowing yourself that downtime, even if that means like a 20 minute freaking nap or, you know, I know I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm saying this because I'm like always big about eating healthy. Maybe that looks like going through the drive through every once in a while. If you're somebody that ever does that, I'm not saying to give you a free pass, but if you're somebody that had a really hard day at work and you're like, I just really can't today, then you know, or ask your spouse to help you. That's another thing too. And that's something that I have a really hard time with is asking for help, asking other people for help. It, I feel guilty. I feel guilty. I'll be honest. You know, if I ask for help with my kids, I feel guilty because I'm like, well, they're my responsibility. And how is that showing up for me as a mom that I need help with my kids? But then, you know, that's the problem is we have evolved, we didn't evolve like that. We evolved in tribes and communities. There's that saying, it takes a village to raise a child. That came because that's what we did back then. You know, everybody helped each other in the village and we don't have that community like we used to. Some of us are fortunate we do. I really struggle with that. I really do. I feel guilty when I ask for help, even with my husband, you know, especially as me being a stay-at-home mom, I used to not always be a stay-at-home Even though I worked full-time, I had a problem with this because I feel like women are supposed to do the home thing, right? They're supposed to do the home um, and do the cleaning, the cooking, all that kind of stuff. And that has gotten worse now that I'm a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, I work part-time. Yes, I do my online business. But I still feel like I'm that stay-at-home mom first. And so if... I feel bad that he works a full day, even though I've been doing stuff all day. And then he comes home and asks him to do something like, oh, no, that's not the way it works. And that's how also a lot of us were raised like that as well. So that's one thing we have to work on. Me including, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say that is something I have to work on. But it's it's okay. And at first, sometimes those people might not get it, right? If you've never asked somebody for help in your family or somebody around you for help, they might they might not be used to it. But, you know, explain to them that you're burnt out because another thing that will happen is if we don't ask for help from our loved ones, we'll start to resent them. We'll start, you can start resenting your husband because you're like, oh, he never helps with anything. He never does anything. But did you ask him? Did you talk to him about it? Did you tell him how you felt? Guys need that. They they can't, they're not mind readers. I have to remind myself that time, even though it seems obvious to me, he probably doesn't get it right now. And I need to explain that to him. And, you know, if, if 
sometimes we just make things harder on ourselves than they really gotta be. And we kind of blow this whole selfish mom thing up and this guilt mom thing up more than it needs to be. Because you know what? Bottom line is we put the most pressure on ourselves. You know, besides everybody else, we're always our worst critic, right? And we need to stop doing that. That's where the self-love comes in. That's really should be at the heart of all of this is self-love. You should be coming from it as a place of love. And I really, truly believe if you are missing that self-love piece, it's going to be really hard for you to take care of you because you don't see the worth in yourself and you don't see that you need to be taken care of. And if anything, you're going to almost feel like you have to over, you have to take on all this burden. Like it's your, it's your rite of passage to take on all this burden. And it doesn't have to be that way, but it really first starts with how you show up and how the story that you put around doing things for yourself and showing up for yourself and loving yourself. And even though you're not in a place where you want to be, say you're not, you're, you know, you want to lose weight or you want to look a certain way. You Maybe you're not where you want to be physically or even mentally and there's things about yourself that you hate. I get it. I used to hate myself too. It's really hard to take care of something though that uh, something that you don't love. Think about if you had... Oh gosh, I can't even think. I was going to use an example of a pet, but that would not work. Just say that there was something, I don't know what it is, but there was something that you just didn't like and you despised and you hated it. Do you think you're going to want to take care of that thing, whatever it is? No. And that's the same thing with yourself. If you don't love yourself and you don't see the worth in yourself, it's really going to be hard to take care of yourself. So one of the things that you can start with is just how you think about yourself because your thoughts are going to create your emotions, your emotions create your actions. So that's a great place to start is really analyzing and catching yourself when you're thinking negatively about yourself, when you're beating yourself up. And it's really harder than it seems as somebody that's had to do this, as somebody that was such a pessimistic person, was such a hateful person, even physically, guys. I physically used to hurt myself. That's how much I just didn't like myself. And I had, this is one of the first things I started doing was catching myself and my thoughts. You know, when I thought something negative about myself, you know, I had this thing. I was not going to think anything about myself that I wouldn't think about my best friend. Right. And that's really how we need to treat ourselves. We should be our number one. We should be our own best friend. But a lot of times we're not. So it starts in your thoughts. And then another thing, that was very helpful for me is I stopped picking myself apart in the mirror um, when I used to have a really bad habit of like literally touching my stomach, grabbing at myself, picking out every little part about myself that I didn't like. And I stopped doing that. And instead, of, and it started slowly. Instead, I would look in the mirror. I wouldn't even look at my body at first. I would just look at my face, look myself in the eyes and just smile. And that's how it started. Then I would look at myself and I would find something I liked about myself. I look at myself and I would think to myself, I love you, right? It just starts with these little mini things, but that's really, if that's somewhere you need to start if you feel like I don't even love myself. Because if you don't, you're not going to find time to take care of yourself. You're not going to find the worth in the, in even think that you're worth the time, right? to take care of yourself. But I really want you to think about how this applies to you as far as how you are showing up, right? If you are somebody that's not taking care of yourself, think about how you're showing up in your life right now. Are you showing up 
how you want to show up? Are you showing up as the mom you want to be, the wife you want to be, the damn just person in general that you want to be? If you are not showing up as that person, then more than likely, you're not taking care of yourself. There's something that's lacking for you. There's something that you want to change about yourself that you are not putting effort, you're not putting time in, you don't feel taken care of. And it's up to you to do that. It's not up to your husband or your kids or anybody around you, but you. You are your responsibility first, right? So take care of your first, take care of you first, put on your own oxygen mask first so that you can show up as the best mom and the best version of you. And that is going to make you feel good about yourself. And that is really the heart of everything. We, we're trying to, sometimes we try to chase that feeling like we're going to feel good about ourselves. We're going to be the best that we can be when we look a certain way. And it doesn't happen that way. It happens through the journey. It happens by showing up for yourself, loving yourself, and you know, proving that you can do what you say. There's so many times that we say we're gonna do something for ourselves or we're gonna do some, something that we know would be good for ourselves. How many times do you let yourself down? A lot of times we do. We let ourselves down. We'll, we will let ourselves down first before we let anybody else down, right? We'll bend over backwards for our best friend, for our family, for anybody, But what about you, right? What happens when you want to do something for you? How easy is it for you to let other things happen that you just forget yourself or what you are trying to do when you're not and you're not committing to yourself? You do that time and time again to yourself. Guess what? That's where you're not confident. You're not confident because you don't show up for yourself. Think about if a friend never showed up for you. They say they're going to do something, don't do it. Say they're going to do something, don't do it over and over and over and over. Would you have any faith in them? Would you have confidence in them? No, it's the same thing with us. That's why you're lacking confidence. Just, just, just believe me, trust me. That's how you build the confidence. Show up for yourself, take care of yourself. And through that process, you will gain confidence. This doesn't happen whenever you reach a certain weight scale or you reach a certain size or you look a certain way. It does not happen. It happens when you show up for yourself. And so I want you today to commit to one thing that you can do to make yourself feel taken care of. I don't even care if it's one time taking a bath or something. Like, do something small. Start small for yourself. One of the things that I would highly recommend, wake up 10 minutes before your kids. Wake up 10 minutes for you. And even if that is just 10 minutes, sit there and freaking peace and quiet and drink your coffee, start your day with peace and quiet, then I I promise that would be like the best thing you did all day for yourself. But it has to start with you showing up for yourself and you seeing the worth in yourself to do this. But it's so worth it. And everybody in your life is going to, it's going to benefit everybody, especially you, especially you. That's really who I want this to benefit most, right? And that's going to overflow. You're going to fill up your cup and that's what I'm talking about. And then there, you're going to just give from the overflow and you're never going to feel like you're taken advantage of or that you're resentful because you never get time for you. So I, if you really enjoyed this episode and this podcast, like I could just, I'm, I'm getting like all revved up. Like I love talking about this. This is something you probably hear it in my voice. 
voice. I feel very passionate about this. But if this was helpful for you, or if you're actually going to do this too, you know, leave me a review. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you're going to do for yourself so you can start being that selfish mom. And let's retake back that saying, right? Because it has such a negative connotation and it shouldn't be negative. And it's really just our story and what we think when we think about selfish mom, right? It's that story around it, but it doesn't have to be negative. So, you know, leave me a five-star review, drop me a comment, find me on Facebook, I mean, on Facebook, on Instagram, my mom is new strong. Let me know what you think and start really taking care of you. Bottom line, fill up your cup so you can give from the overflow. And so I'm going to see you next week. And for now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are.